Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. It's episode 137. We went to our last regular season game of the year, White Sox versus Reds, on Wednesday, September 29th of 2021. It was a night game on a uh, Wednesday evening. Uh, but this is episode number 137. So, Jeremy, who is your 137 guy? All right, Jack. Well, um, I... Th- I I made this uh, observation pre pre recording, but uh, for the 137 uh, home run guys, there was a there was a interesting Cubs centric uh, amount of guys, um, uh, but I ended up going with Steve Bouchelle. Yeah, which, um, I I remember Steve uh, Steve Bouchelle. He was um, uh, in my being my dad's first Stratomatic season of 1994. That's why that name rang a bell for me. Was he a Cub? Yes, he was. Year? He was a Cub uh, okay. in that game, I, and I probably have not yeah. thought about uh, thought about him since then, since the last <laughs> time we played that game. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I know that I, I think we both tend to pick a lot of former Cubs, former Brewers, but you know, we can also like wax on them <laughs> for a while. Sure. So I, I think that makes sense. But um, I couldn't, I couldn't pass up Steve Bichelle. Like he was just another one of one in a long line of like bad disappointing Cubs third baseman like the Cubs had a long history of futility at third base between basically um, Ron Santo and friggin Aramis Ramirez and uh, just in my lifetime alone there was Vance Law Shane Andrews Steve Bouchelle um, God I don't even know Steve Bouchelle actually stuck around for a while but I mean the guy was not good he was like not exciting at all he was he definitely would have made the all boring team if we were doing this podcast back in 1994 um but uh yeah he was with the Cubs for four seasons I guess parts of four seasons um I mean in 1993 he hit 15 homers and batted 272 which I guess you know I guess that's good I guess that's respectable but like it's like you know, even even back then, you expected more out of your out of your third baseman, and uh, it just wasn't uh, it just really wasn't moving the needle. His OPS was 782 that year, anyway. So just just a bummer. Um, he 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 was he came he he came up with the Rangers, uh, spent a couple years with the uh, Pirates, uh, and then went back to the Rangers after the Cubs. But uh, just, yeah, 137 homers, uh, 245 career hitter, just a total, like, just, you know, non-remarkable guy at all, basically. Steve yeah, Michelle. yeah, he was, uh, yeah, su- his numbers are super boring. I mean, his most exciting year was 22 homers, 85 RBIs, and a 262 average in 1991. That was probably his best season overall. Um, yeah. He's the type of guy who, like, isn't it in the, in the movie The Jerk? Like that guy, uh, it might be M. Emmett Walsh, I can't remember, but it's like he picks out just a name from a phone book and it's Navin <laughs> Johnson. And then he like, he's like, oh, you random son of a bitch or whatever. And then he just <laughs> tries to kill him. Um, it's like that Steve Bouchelle is like the type of guy somebody would just pick out from a phone book or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, he, he uh, you know, he, he stuck around. He's, I think he, he, I mean, he's still in baseball. Like he, 
he managed uh, in the minor leagues for the Rangers, and then he was like a bench coach and like a first baseman coach for the Rangers as well, first base coach. Um, and yeah, I would see him. I remember like seeing him like not so many years ago, and seeing like oh, and thinking like oh god, that's Steve Bouchel. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Just another one of those just random Cubs uh, that uh, <laughs> just shouldn't have been in the major leagues at that point. Um, nice. Well, that, yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a blast from the past. Mine is also from that that same era. Um, I picked Darren Dalton as the guy who had 137 homers. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I, I remember him because, uh, again, I was playing that 1994, uh, Stratomatic season and he was, uh, he was good in that, in that season. Uh, he had 300 with 15 homers in a shortened season, but, uh, yeah, 1990, he was a catcher, um, 1992, 1993, he hit, uh, you know, about 25 homers and drove in over a hundred runs each season, which for a catcher, um, is, is really good. So he had he had a stretch of about two or three years where he was one of the best catchers in baseball, um, three-time All-Star, made the All-Star team three out of four seasons, and oddly enough, ended his career, uh, played the last half of his last season in 1997 um, on the Florida Marlins. So he ended his career as a World Series champion. Um, looking at his numbers now, he really only had those two or three good years. So I think just my perception of him from when I started watching was a little bit skewed. Um, you know, for the most part, it seemed like he was a, a guy who, who was either injured a lot or just spent a lot of time as sort of a backup or platoon player. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was a left-handed batter, um, a straight lefty at the plate. Uh, and he, I think he tragically passed away a couple, of, a couple of years ago, pretty young at the age of 55. But, um, yeah, for two or three years, he was one of the best, players, uh, best catchers in baseball. Yeah, for sure. Um, he, yeah, he had a lot of issues, I think. Um, I think maybe even in his career and like post career, um, mm-hmm. he I remember like they he like had like brain cancer or something like they they found like brain tumors or something and uh, they were removed or whatever. But then like yeah, but then he he died a couple of years later, um, and I think it was I think drugs might have been involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but well, yeah, he was, he was on the same team as Lenny Dykstra for a few years. Well, yeah, there's that. I think, yeah, for sure. And I think I think he was, like, very likely steroids guy, too. Probably. Um, yeah, but I also think, man, I also think there was, like, some stories about him that he was, like, hearing voices or something. Like, there was some kind of, like, or, like, he thought, no, wait, wasn't Darren Dalton the one who, like, said that he was, like, he, he's from the future or something? <laughs> oh, man, did he say that? Yeah, I think he said something like he's trying, he's time-traveled or he's, like, from the future or something, which is when you add in all those things that I just listed and then he said stuff like that, it's almost like it maybe makes it a little less funny and a little more like kind of like just up, like kind of troubling, but I'm pretty sure Darren Dalton, let me just look at this. Let me yeah. just look this up really quick. It definitely, yeah. um, you can definitely search Darren Dalton time and then it says time travel. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there's some, there's some stuff there. Um, I'm trying to find this article, but it's not really loading. It seems like it's from like an old newspaper or something. But uh, the, the, the headline is Dalton's awakening, quote, quote, awakening leads him to a process involving metaphysics, time travel, out-of-body experiences. So uh, you know, you could dig deeper into that. But um, I think what it kind of maybe all adds up to is that maybe he didn't really have 
it all working upstairs <laughs> for, for whatever reason if it was uh steroids related or drugs related or lenny dykstra you know uh association i don't know but uh but yeah but he was um i just remember yeah him in those early 90s just um being like kind of like yeah just like a, a hard-hitting catcher and um you know was with he uh yeah he was on one of those world series he wasn't actually hmm he was on those world series teams right of the phillies yeah if he if he was yeah he he was yep yes he was yeah. i feel like um yeah, maybe I guess they don't list when they won when they were in the World Series but didn't win it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um no, the, yeah, they don't they don't list that at the top of their baseball reference profile. Okay. But yeah, he was definitely on that that 93 Phillies team that made it to the series. He got a ring in 97 with the Mar- with the Marlins, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, good for him to end his career uh like that as well. Um I'm looking at the 93 Phillies too. Man, Lenny Dykstra had a good season that year. He probably had like twenty five homers or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, um, uh, yeah, nineteen homers, sixty six RBIs, and he walked one hundred twenty nine times. So yeah, I don't yeah. Think he, he, I don't think he was that kind of guy, which raises a huge red flag. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And th- there was a guy who would have no scruples about, uh, you know, taking any any sort of substance. No, he probably shot up in the dugout. I, you know, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching on ESPN Plus now. Uh, the, the Mets, uh, yeah, the Mets thing. So it's pretty good. Damn. I'm two two episodes in, so it's it's all right so that. far. Okay, yeah, yeah, I gotta watch that. It's good, good stuff. Um, all right. Uh, so Jeremy, we went to our last game of the season. I think that made 14 for us for the year, which is good. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we uh, we really rallied at the end here with the season. We even got off to a late start and and got that many games. So so that was cool. I yeah, I mean, I think after the experience of last year and just missing a whole year of baseball, I just, I, I feel my, I don't know about you, Jack, but my personal feeling is just like, I just want to get in as many games as possible. I mean, I don't foresee anything happening next year where, you know, any step backwards, but like after missing a whole year of going to games, I was like, I just wanted to go. I mean, I, I pretty much felt that way anyway, before the pandemic, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was good to get in a bunch of games and like, yeah, it was, it was awesome that we were able to rally and, we did what, like five or six in a row at the end here. We did, yeah. This is either our fifth or our sixth in a row. So you know, that's that's a Cal Ripken like streak for the for the <laughs> podcast. For yeah, sure. definitely. Um, so this, yeah, this was a fun one. Uh, we noticed before the game that the Reds were just throwing out a complete dog shit lineup. I think they yeah. had been eliminated from the playoffs the night before. Yeah. So they sat Castellanos. They sat Votto. Um, you know, and it's like they, they were they had a DH too. So like you know, one of those guys couldn't have just taken four at bats to appease the twenty thousand people <laughs> that showed up. So there was not a lot of uh, juice going into this game. Um, no, and Jack, we, you said it was a fun game, but I'm like I'm not I'm not sure if it was that fun. No, I don't it, know. Yeah, yeah, actually, it was a really shitty game. Uh, <laughs> when you, and, it's, and the experience too, like all around, I'm not sure how great it was, but no. we'll talk about it. Um, so we, uh, we met up for this one. We went into the park together. Uh, the first thing we noticed as we were waiting in line, cause we got there at about 5:40 for a 7:10 game. So we got there right at, uh, the gates opening. Um, and we saw a guy wearing a Reds hat and a White Sox t-shirt, which is pretty much the ultimate uniform. Um, yeah. like it's, it's one thing to just wear two opposite teams, uh, or two two different teams on, uh, at one time in your wardrobe, but to wear the uniform like stuff of the two teams that are playing tonight, that's that's dumb. 
it I, I don't know what the goal what the end game there is like um because yeah like at least with uh the informed interloper like he was wearing on a form that was at least like thematic it was gyro muñoz thematic this was i mean this was thematic in the sense that it was the two teams playing but it's like you're a real jackass if you're wearing <laughs> something from both teams it's like uh you know unless you're just trying to like guarantee enjoyment because it's like well whoever <laughs> wins I'm happy, and even <laughs> if my team loses, they still win, whatever. So, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, and it's just a weird combo. It's like, what, what, where's the crossover between Reds and, and, and uh, White Sox fans? Like, it, it's just a weird crossover. And, like, does this guy, like, if he's a fan of both teams, like, I mean, maybe he does wear both because, like, they probably, you know, they don't play each other that often. So maybe it's like this is like the ultimate experience for, for this guy. But it was just a weird – it was definitely a, one of the weirder uniforms that you can, you'd can see out there. Yes, it was. Um, so we got in to the uh, the stadium. Before we went in, J- uh, Jeremy had already doctored up our tickets, so we were, we were going to try to get into the 100 level again. But before we, mm-hmm. before we did that, before we went into the concourse, we decided to check out the gift shop for the very first time this year. Yeah, luckily we were. Um, yeah, we we got there earlier than we had for any other game, so we definitely had time to to kind of root around the uh, that that gift shop that like is right there, right when you walk into Sox Park. Um, now, if you, if you enter on the um, north side of Thirty Fifth, I guess. Yes. Um, uh, so we we did that, and we uh, we went up the stairs and uh, hung a left and. Uh, um, oh, you know what? Before that, though, there was a dumb thing that happened at security. <laughs> like, instead of so instead of dropping all my stuff into the bucket, like the guy, the guy made me put all of my stuff in his hands, and then what? like, and the, yeah, yeah, at security. So he's like, he just he cup he cupped his hands in front of me, and like he made me, and like he he wasn't being mean about it. It was like he he had like a silly grin, like a look on his face. Um, I don't know what was going on with him, but like I did that. So I had to place all of my stuff in this security guard's hand. And then like, and then, and then the security guard who was standing behind, like monitoring the, uh, you know, the, the metal detector, or whatever was like, Hey, like, Hey, uh, give, make sure he gives you back those pencils. Like, cause I had, I had given the pencils to him too. Um, so it was just weird. And like, I didn't really, you know, I'm, I, Hey, I'm not like militant about like, you know, COVID product, like COVID and stuff. But like I, I didn't really want this guy touching my touching all my shit, you know. But it, uh, yeah, it seems odd. I mean, because you probably had to hand him like your phone at I least. Did. I don't know if you did the wallet too, but like. Oh, um, I had to hand him everything. Yeah, I mean that's that's weird, and then it's one of those things where like the guy like he just walks away and they're like, "Hey, can I get my stuff back?" And they're like, "No, that guy doesn't work here." Like, <laughs> like, what, like what the hell? Like that that is definitely weird. Um, yeah I, yeah, I don't know. And it's also unnecessary. They, they have, like, those little troughs next to the thing. So, like, was was someone else's stuff in there? Or, like, did they not have one? No, the guy just, he like, he took it, and then he put it in the fucking trough. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened there, Jeremy. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a confusing thing. But, yeah, they, they definitely said, yeah, make sure he, gi- he gives you those pencils back. So just, just like, this is this is just weird. We did get a pride shirt, too. So it was pride night. Yeah, at the White Sox game, so we got a free T-shirt, so that was uh, it's always good. Well, like so, I guess we could talk about that really quick if you if you want, Jack. Like, yeah, we have some more pride stuff maybe uh, later on. Although, yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. Side note, Jack, I, we didn't really talk about this, but maybe some of these will some of these notes will have to 
we'll have to like like uh hand select i guess basically sure um but but yeah so um but yeah like uh there was a there was a lot of it was just a weird night at the stadium. I'll put it that way. But like, so I was, I should say, yeah, I was, I was heading down to the stadium and uh, I saw like a couple on the train wearing like rainbow stuff, like rainbow, like a, a girl, the girl's wearing a bandana, rainbow, like bandana. And the guy was wearing a rainbow something. And like, I'm like, that's weird. I wonder if it's pride night at the Sox game. And I'm like, Something tells me that the White Sox don't do a Pride Night. I don't. I don't know what it. What it. What it. What like precursors there could be for me to like come to that conclusion. But something tells me like I'm not sure if Pride Night would be something that the White Sox would celebrate necessarily. Um, but then we. And then so even. But even when we went through the stadium, we or through the gates, we got a free T-shirt because it was like I. I think they do. Well, yeah, that is weird. They usually do T-shirts on Thursdays. So and this was a Wednesday. So. Um, but it was, it was for pride night, but it was like this, um, it was like a cartoon. I don't even know what it was, Jack. It was like some kind of cartoon animal or something in black and white. And it was like running. And then like behind it, there was like a rainbow trail or something. And even I looked at the shirt and even then I'm like, oh, this is interesting. It's like, you know, rainbow colors. But again, like, I don't think it's a pride shirt. I think it's maybe something like, it's like a cartoon that's black and white, but then they're adding color to it and then finally like once like everything once the festive the pregame festivity started it was announced that it was pride night so um you know we, we then you know it was it was abundantly clear but uh but yeah i don't know i was a little surprised that the white Sox had a pride night that's all yeah well i i guess good for them for for being that uh progressive so yeah, um i mean yeah it's awesome uh and the, the turnout was pretty good it turned it seems like there was a lot of people who turned out specifically for pride night so that's cool um I don't know. Yeah, I and I, th- I think the pride, the pride festivities were this weekend. I think they usually they're in June in Chicago, but I think they got may have been pushed back. Yeah, right, right. right. Um. Uh. So anyway, well, we we so we got our free T-shirt, and then we uh, decided to go into the gift shop. Um. Now, if you know anything about the White Sox gift shop, it's unique in the sense that they have a they have a whole clearance rack of jerseys of and you know some jerseys too of just old players who haven't been on the team in a couple years. And it's always good for a laugh. And if you see a really good one, you can usually buy it for about five to ten dollars. So of course we went over there, and there were about literally fifty Nikki Delmonico T-shirts of all different sizes uh, yeah. there. Delmonico was the most prominent one, so we uh, so I had to buy one. It was ten dollars. I was a little disappointed that I couldn't get it for five because that just makes it a little funnier if you can get a, a T-shirt for that price. And and Jack and just to again to refresh everyone's memory, like Jack. Uh, purchased a Scott Carroll jersey several years ago. Was that during the podcast or was that pre-podcast? That you I want to say it was pre-podcast. I think I got it in like 2017, 2017 maybe, okay. um, when he had not been on the team for like two years. <laughs> he was already not on for, for a couple years. Do you remember if you got that for five bucks or ten? That one was five. Okay, <laughs> very nice. <Yeah. laughs> that, that They'd have a lot of nerve charging ten dollars for that one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I saw Delmonico and I had to buy that one. They also had Deonor Navarro. Deonor yeah, Navarro I, has not been on the White Sox for a long time, a long, I, like three, like at least three or four years. So that yeah. was a surprising one. Um, they had Alex Avila. Uh, I, so those, yeah, those, yeah. I, I have a bunch of, I have pictures of, of a lot of different ones. They said they had Matt Davidson, they had Yolmer Sanchez, which I was, I was upset that Yolmer. So Delmonico was the only one that was available in like a multitude of, of sizes. A lot of these other ones were like either like, I feel like double XL or like small. Um, uh, 
I definitely would have. I would have bought a Yolmer Sanchez in large um, if it was like five or ten bucks. But uh, no dice there. Um, Avila, like you said, Brett Lowry was there, which I was. I was honestly like, just my mind was blown that I couldn't even remember Brett Lowry being on the team, let alone like being popular enough to have a jersey. Which is, you know, he turns out he wasn't. That's why he's in the clearance rack. But, um, but yeah, that was that was. I I was really trying. I was like, I had a stop and ask you, Jack. I'm like, Jack, help me out here. Like, Brett Lowry was on the White Sox. Um, and we saw him play with the White Sox, I think. But, yeah, we uh, did. Um, and I, I'm going to just look it up here real quick, Jeremy, because I, I want to say that the last time he was on the White Sox was 2017. But, I think um, he played in that, that extra innings uh, A's game that we saw. Um, he, he did. He, play, he played with them on the he, – he was with the A's, though, in that game. Oh, um, he was. Okay, okay. Yeah. But, hey, get this, Jeremy. Okay, the last – his last season with the, his last and only season with the White Sox was 2016. Mm-hmm. So they have a they have a shirt there of a guy in the clearance rack who hasn't been on the team in five years. Yeah, so that's, that's crazy. That's yeah that that's a, that might be a new record. Um, and I think that one was five dollars too. Yeah, um, I should also say that there was Todd Frazier and Ronaldo Lopez in in the little kids sizes. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was just. Besides Delmonico, there was no real other options. If you, no, uh, like there there match. weren't because yeah, Delmonico was the one who like you know all the other guys like Navarro and Avila were like and even Brett Laurie for a few years were like certified major leaguers. Um, Delmonico is nothing but a bum who had like uh, maybe one good month with the White Sox and then they just you know they went crazy and made these jerseys. So I was really happy with the purchase. I was wearing it a little bit yesterday, um, and uh, you know I feel like it's it really. Having something like that, like pe- people will understand my sense of humor. I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's um, it's absurd. Um, but uh, but yeah, good one. Um, another thing that we saw they so they also had they have non-discount shirts um of of current players. Um, so they have like they have shirts by that that like uh, shirt maker, I guess. Obvious shirts, which I thought were kind of only Cubs, but they make White Sox shirts. Um, and one of the shirts that they have is it just says so the obvious shirts are the shirts that it's just like a plain T-shirt with just like block um, like Helvetica text on the front. Just like just words, no images or anything. And the shirt says, thanks for Eloy. Yeah, it's it's the, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, Jeremy, just all of the reasons why having that shirt in their gift shop is baffling. Uh-huh. Um, first of all, we talked about this last week. During uh, when, when the the White Sox fans like had that L flag in in Wrigley after the game after the game the Cubs lost and then they they came by where the players were coming out and were like gloating about the fact that the Cubs lost the game mm-hmm. uh, and I guess I understand why White Sox fans have that mentality if the team itself is encouraging that type of behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it it yeah, it just Max. It's like it just smacks of like just the little kid, little brother syndrome, whatever. Like, I mean, how about just a shirt with Eloy on it with his face? Like, he's <laughs> actually like a funny kind of weird guy a little bit. Like, I've noticed in his like press, his post game like uh, interviews, like he just says like "Hi, mom," like whatever. Like he he seems kind of like a goofy guy. It's like how about a shirt with Eloy's smiling face on it that says "Hi, mom." Like that would be a funny shirt, but yet it they have to make a shirt that 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 keeps coming back to the Cubs. It's like, 
it's 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 just it's just funny and like um I, I you know even if the Sox go far in this the playoffs this year uh they'll they'll be it'll be they'll they'll be like an uh, like an unnecessary amount of cubs mentioned yeah the, yeah th- th- there'll be a shirt that says like uh 2016 was already 5 years ago or something like that yeah. um or it'll say like you know 2021 World Series champs, not the Cubs or something in black and white. It's like, okay, cool. Well, great. You, you're wearing a shirt that says Cubs on it. Um, anyway. The, no, yeah. The th- yeah, and the, the thing with that t-shirt too, Jeremy, is it, it kind of disparages Jose Quintana because yeah, you're saying sure. like, you're saying like, you're saying thanks for Eloy. Like, like we, you know, we got him from you guys for nothing. Like you screwed up. You gave, you gave him to us for free, basically. Yeah. And Jose Quintana... He sure that was a bad trade, and he totally fell off uh, after he left the White Sox. But all he ever did for the White Sox was be pretty good for them yeah. for like five or six years. He was a he was a good player for them, and now they're just they're just like kind of pissing all over him on a, on a t shirt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's that too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it is what it is, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. So we we uh, we went through the rest of the gift shop and checked out everything else they had. They had a cool Dick Allen like it wasn't a poster, but it, it almost looked like it was paint like a, a poster that was I don't know how to describe it, Jeremy. It looked like it was painted onto the wall. Um, yeah, it was it was neat. I, I wish they would have sold it as a T-shirt. It was like a cartoon drawing of Dick Allen. It was uh, like seventies like stylized like with like big glasses and like. Yeah, it was yeah, cool. it was good stuff. But uh, I went to the checkout line to buy the shirt. Um, you know, the lady rings me up and she says, "Would you like to donate to White Sox charities?" And like, yeah, it's just it was just a thing where you could put your card in and probably put like one dollar, two dollars, whatever. And I just she asked me it, and and there was a pregnant pause, and I said, "No, thanks." <laughs> Luckily, luckily, I was standing right next to Jack to catch that and to put it down in our notes. Yeah, but. yeah, because I, I, you know, Jeremy definitely noticed it, and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I should, we should, we should probably talk about that on, on the podcast, right? Jeremy was like, yeah, it's, I put it in my notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's already in the notes, Jack. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. I'm too cheap to donate one dollar to to White Sox charities. Yeah. Well, listen, I'll say this. You know, you mentioned um, how like at the Cubs game, I think it was where it's like, you have to pick other to like, not leave a tip. Yes. And, um, ever since you mentioned that I've, I've gotten friggin' like struck down by that. Like a couple times, like with having to awkwardly push the other or mm-hmm. push the zero and then see the, the cashier see that I didn't tip them. Um, and like, even there was one day there, one of the games I went to with the, at the Cubs game, I actually ended up leaving like a dollar tip or a $2 tip or something because, I was just kind of rushing through. I was I actually got up to, to use the bathroom in between innings and I grabbed a hot dog really quick and it's like it was easier for me to leave a tip than to not. Sure. And so like I just I left a tip and got out of there and I was like, What the why the fuck did I do that? But anyway. Um What was yeah. the reaction of the person who's who, who you gave the tip to? I like not any greater than if I didn't. He was like I think he was like you need anything else? Like, like, cause I might be like, I think I was actually paused there for a second. Cause I was like, what did I just do? And I didn't just walk away like a normal person. Cause I was so processing why I left the guy a tip, but yeah. So anyway, um, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a misappropriation of a, of a buck or two. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that happened. Uh, Jack, right after, um, you, you, uh, purchased that shirt. I don't know if you noticed the lady who came up, 
I like, did not. You. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know what this next note is. So a lady came up to Jack. I we didn't we we didn't stick around long enough to see the resolution of it. But a lady came up with a T-shirt and a bag, and she's like, "I'd like to return this shirt." And like, so she was like coming to the White Sox gift stand to return a T-shirt, which like I feel like just in those situations that that rarely happens and like what was the story behind that like did she buy it just like moments ago because also the the store the the gates hadn't been open that long for for her to return so like they must have bought that shirt at a previous game and then she's like oh honey make sure to bring the shirt we're going to the game tonight (laughs) like like, it's like they like had it and who knows how long it's been like they maybe maybe they went in like april or may and they're like oh honey this shirt is just not right for me i'm gonna have to return it like when are our next tickets? September. Oh, geez. Like, all right, we better remember. Like, I don't like. I don't know what the circumstances were, and it's like, man. I mean, I guess the shirts are they 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 cost enough to to probably do a return, but it's like I feel like people just rarely return stuff, let alone at a major league baseball stadium. So like, I don't know what the circumstances were there for her returning the shirt, and I didn't even really hear her hear her reason why, but uh, I just thought it was a funny white soxy type of thing yeah no definitely and you, you have to wonder what her motivation was for returning the shirt you know what was it that it wasn't right for her it didn't fit her uh was it an adam eaton shirt that right. she like that she got and then they cut him you know who knows yeah well, whatever it is i'm sure it'll be on that discount rack uh next season <laughs> so um but yeah okay so um so so gift shop done we we decided to head into the stadium and um if you guys recall the last i think was it the last white Sox game yeah it was where i like um doctored up the tickets like on the fly this time i actually had a chance to um to do it you know um at the at my own leisure from home but i just basically took like our screenshot of our ticket and like just photoshopped in like a section 100 over our real section which was 512 or something um so we were thinking like okay they'll just like look at the thing see that it says 100 and let us in um but no of course not we we got out of the the the, the line the uh, store and we were in this like long ass line that was like crawling because there was only one person and they were actually scanning your ticket again and then it would show up like 100 level please enter whatever and so we waited like I feel like it was like 10 minutes in this line. It was like seven to 10 minutes, I would say. Definitely. And, and during that time we were speculating uh, like, okay, wow, they're actually, they're actually scanning the tickets this time. Our, our chances are, have, have lessened of being able to get in the 100 level. Yeah. We're like preparing ourselves to get turned away. And so I go ahead and I show her my, the, the doctor ticket, she scans it. And then it, her screen flashes red, like right away. And she's like, your section, your seat, your seats are in five twelve. And like, I was, you know, I was prepared for that to happen, right? So I was gonna be like, whoa, that's weird. My ticket shows one hundred here. Look, and like, it's like I kind of feel like we didn't even try to do that. We were just like, okay, I get whatever. Um, and so, yeah, that was it. We kind of just like, she just told us like our section, we were in five hundred level. We turned around. We, we had to kind of do like a walk of shame past the rest of the people now who were trying to get into 100. Um, luckily, no one said like, hey, nice try, buddy. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we, we ended up like going through and we did the same thing that I did the last time. Like, so, you, so you, you, you walk away and then there's like a ramp to go up to the 500 level. But then there's another entrance to the 100 level that you can try. Now, I'll say this. First of all. The line was so crazily long where we were trying to get in for the 100 level. And if you just walk over like another like, you know, 
50 feet or something to your right, there's a whole nother entrance to the 100 level with nobody uh, like in line. Um, so there was a guy over there scanning tickets and uh, we went over to him. He was like a younger kid, probably like in his, maybe like 18, 19 or something. Yeah, he, he couldn't have been any older than that for sure. Yeah, maybe even 17. Like, So we, we, we go over to him and we're just like, hey, why not give it another shot? We were just yeah. we were just completely turned away. I saw the thing flash red, but you know what? Fuck it. Why not? Just try it again. Who the hell cares? So we walked over to this kid. And, and so here's the thing. There, we, there was no one near him. There was no one around him. So I figured, like, even if, like, there was some kind of, like, thing, I, I thought there might even be a chance that the kid would just be like, yeah, just go go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, or, you know? or more of a chance to explain our, our case of, like, oh, but these yeah. say, these say uh, you know, 112 or whatever. Um, because at the other line, it was so busy and slammed that, like, they're, you know— we, the, the people behind us would have started getting agitated, but there was really sure. there was really no one at this line, so there was kind of less pressure to, and we had the ability to kind of do what we wanted to do. Yeah, for sure. Although I could say that could actually work in our favor, Jack. I'll t- I have a story about that here. I could talk about it in a second, <laughs> but um, so uh, so anyway, we um, we we get there, and then like before we can go up to the kid, like this group of like this this pair of like older guys got in front of us, and they they got turned away. And I could tell that the guy was kind of giving the kid some static, like, like, what the hell? Like, why, why can't you just let me in or whatever? And, like, I feel like they reluctantly turned around and went up to the 500 level or whatever. And so I was like, well, shit, this guy just, like, you know, got denied. So, like, this kid's, like, <laughs> you know, it's no big deal for him to, to, to deny us as well. Um, but we, we go up to him. He scans the thing, or at least I, I should put scans in quotations. And, like, he, he, like, holds his, like, scanner up to my phone he kind of pushes the button and then he kind of looks at the phone and he kind of like looks confused for a second. And then he goes like, okay, you guys are good. Yeah. And the, like, his issue was that he couldn't, he couldn't scan the ticket. He tried to do it like, yeah, like two times. And he looked at it and he was like, yeah, you guys are good. But you know, he looked at it as if to be like, yep, yep. Okay. I definitely did scan that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Oh, scanned and approved. All right. You're good. But it just didn't scan. And I think he was just like, whatever. And, uh, and so instead of saying like, uh, who gives a shit? He was just like, yep, you guys are good. And so, and so we, we walk right in and then I turn to Jack and I'm like, Hey man, at, at uh, guaranteed rate field, when one opportunity like shuts the door in front of you walk, you know, 20 feet to your right and another opportunity presents itself. <laughs> like, that's how it, that's how it goes at, at, at guaranteed rate field. You know, I'm surprised that they even scanned our tickets down at the front gate. Um, which they've been known to not do from previous episodes. So, um, yeah, it's like, why why take the the first rejection when you'll just find another incompetent? I think that's what I said. I'm like, you know, you'll find another incompetent worker like just <laughs> down the line who, who, who won't care. Um, I even shouldn't say incompetent. He, I, he did us a solid kind of. So, um, you know, so thank thanks to him. Uh, so we got through the 100 level. Jack, I have I can tell me my, my quick story really quick. Oh, yeah, please do. Um, so me and my, me and my buddy, uh, Archie, uh, from high school, I have never even talked to you about this guy, Archie, but we, we used to be thick as thieves, uh, in like end of high school, beginning years of college. Um, we would do a thing. We would like, well, actually I would do this with all my friends. Like we would do the thing where we would go to a movie and then sneak into another one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it was just, you go to like a, one of those like megaplexes with 
16, 20 screens. You buy one ticket. You, 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 uh, you know, sync it up so you can sneak into another one. And, like, you know, you're seeing two movies for the price of one. Oh, yeah. I've, I've even done three movies sometimes. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, th- I'm wondering if I ever did three. I'm, I don't know if we ever pulled off three. But um, so we did this one um, where we, um, we went to see – I think we were seeing Scream 3, actually, which mm-hmm. so whatever year that was, 2002 or something. Um, we were seeing Scream 3. Man, it was probably even earlier, earlier than that. But um, we were watching the movie, and the friggin' the, – the, the film broke, like the reel broke. Sure. And, um, you know, they, they had to, like, shut the movie down, and they're like, all right, everybody um, – you know, we're sorry. Uh, this this the film broke. Um, we're gonna have to move you to a new theater. I, I don't know if they like like they let us into like a different screening that started like in you know twenty minutes or something. But they're like, please see the attendant in the lobby for your free ticket, um, and or your for a refund or something like that, or to get your ticket for the other theater. I don't know what it was, but you know, we didn't have we didn't actually have tickets for that movie, so <clears> we <throat> couldn't like go to the attendant and get our tickets. So I, I, I was thinking on the fly really quick, and I'm like, um, I told Archie, I'm like, as we were approaching this ticket person, we were in line, and I'm like, just follow my lead, Archie. Just follow oh, my lead. Oh, God. And uh, so I go, so we go up to the person, and they're like, can, can I see your tickets, please? And uh, I start, I like look around, and I start patting like all my pockets. Like I pat like my shirt pockets, <laughs> my jacket pockets, my pants pockets. And, and like, I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. And like Archie goes like, <laughs> What, what, man, what? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't. I don't know where I put the tickets. Where, where did I put the, and I put the tickets? And Archie's like, oh, no. I can't believe it, man. You lost the tickets. I can't believe it. And I'm like, I don't know where they were. I just had them. And, like, there's a whole line of people behind us trying to get their tickets. And so the person was, like, who was probably, like, you know, 18 years old. They're like, here you go. Just take these. And, like, we got in. We got the tickets. And, like, you know, we were all good. But it was, like probably some of the most hammiest like acting that was ever done in that theater, <laughs> um, you know, including like scream three, but, um, but yeah, so we, we, I, yeah, we did that on the fly and got, I think we, I think we thought that they were tickets to get into the, like the new screening, but they were actually like free vouchers or something. So oh, we wow. actually got free tickets for a future movie. So, um, it was, it was absurd, but that's, that's kind of what you do in your early twenties, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's good. Uh, that's good stuff, Jeremy. I was going to say you should have gone into acting, man. <laughs> yeah. I can play guy who loses, who pretends <laughs> to lose ticket stubs when he shouldn't have even gotten free ones anyway, cause he was lying. But <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of layers to that character, I guess. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, nice. Well, we got, we got into the 100 level, um, and we sat kind of in our usual area behind like home plate slash first base side um uh and i was hungry so i wanted to get some food so i went to get a uh a, a, a polish sausage right i ended up getting a spicy ditka polish which is what <laughs> they call it ditka polish, yeah. which is a great name for a sausage but it was a foot foot long polish sausage um yeah. that was charred yeah. uh oh god it was delicious i when i got it i said to jeremy because i didn't think i was going to get a foot long one i just i ordered it because that was the polish sausage they had and it turned out to be this huge this huge uh, sausage so i said to jeremy I, I said man that's a lot of protein um <laughs> and it, it was and it was they charred it too so it was like the outside was crunchy yeah. uh oh man it was and it was spicy too. It was spicy. It lived up to its name. It had like little peppers inside of it, uh, just like you know the small, the smallest trace of them. Um, 
man, that was one of the best sausages I've ever had at a game. Yeah, we. I'll say this, Jack. We've had a good. We've had the summer of sausages uh, the last couple of games here. Yeah. Back to that Beloit Snappers game, but um, yeah, I mean, so I was like, I had eaten prior to the game and kind of a lot too. And uh, I, I was thinking about, I was kind of thinking like, oh, okay, I don't think I'm gonna have to eat at this game. And then Jack gets his goddamn did cut Polish, and I'm like, fuck, like, I gotta get one of those because he's he's loving it. So uh, I want to try it, and um, I would end up getting it. I had to like give myself some time to to work up to it, but I ended up getting <laughs> one later on in the game. But uh, yeah, it was pretty good, and um, yeah, I feel like that's, I don't know, I don't know if they always called it that or if they've always had a foot long Polish, but um, I've never, I mean, as many games as we've been to, I've never seen that there before. Yeah, I and think I feel like is, I've gotten Polish sausages there too. Yeah, definitely. Like I think, I mean, I think they have a regular, you know, a regular one, but um, I don't think I've ever seen that one either. I think that is new for this season. So, um, yeah, pretty good. Um, you know, again, there's so many good food options at the at at the Sox games. Um, definitely recommend anything off the grill where you can get like onions and you could have got like green peppers on it too and sauerkraut and stuff. So a lot of a lot of good options there, um, but yeah, that was a that was a a massive sausage. Mm, so. It was yeah, good good stuff. Now, Jeremy, I don't know what you're talking about for this next one, Reds fan. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I think it was I think it was right when you were coming back to get your food, uh-huh. Jack. Um, there was um someone across the aisle in like a row or two down. There was two people. They were both Reds fans, and um. They were sitting like a row and they were like sitting piggyback or they, they were kind of just I feel like they were just moving and they just sat down or something. But there was a guy like sitting in the um, the the second guy who was sitting like further back was like on, right on the aisle. And like he was like, I don't know. I missed the beginning of what whatever it was. But the guy had his foot like extended out and and then his like shoe fell off his foot and like the guy in front of him who was his friend like had to pass him his shoe and he had to put his shoe back on. I don't know what the fuck happened or what what led to it, but like it looked like they were like fucking around with each other, but like the guy's shoe like fell off his foot and tumbled like down a row and then his friend had to like hand it to him. Oh, like, Jesus. I don't know what the hell was going on there, but um it was just a funny funny moment and I think yeah, I think you you just were coming back from getting your food, so you didn't see that. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, just absurdities. Um, in the sort of in the same vein as a couple couple games ago, when we saw a woman wearing a signed Jose Abreu jersey, um, which is you know, like you said, Jeremy, it's probably worth about one hundred and fifty dollars. There was mm-hmm. a there was a guy wearing a signed Ozzie Guillen jersey, um, yeah. sitting in front of us. It was a White Sox home white. Uh, Ozzie Guillen, uh, signed Ozzie Guillen jersey, and I, I don't, I don't understand the mentality of wearing a signed jersey to a game. Um, no. it's, it seems like such an easy place for something like that to get sullied. Whether yeah. you're sitting on a dirty seat or you get like, you know, you get food, which is always messy at a game, whether it's a dog or nachos or anything like, um, and then you're gonna have to wash it. And, and I mean, if you know, if if you wash a signed jersey, you're kind of playing with fire. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I just don't get it. I mean, like, I guess not everyone's a collector, but it's like, then why'd you get it signed to begin with? Like, what's like, have them sign like a, an index card or like a dollar bill or something like. like yeah, like like the, like the kid at that game. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, exactly. Um, it's like I, I don't get it. It's like, yeah, why have why if you don't care about preserving the autograph, why even get it to begin with? That's that's the part that really just doesn't add up. I'll say this: even that fucking crazy guy who we saw outside of the Cubs game who got Hermosillo's autograph, like even he hung that bitch up. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like this, like if that guy has enough sense to preserve a fucking Hermos, a Michael Hermosillo autograph, why are these people walking around with Ozzy Guillen, World Series champion manager? And Jose Abreu, like, you know, AL MVP uh, autograph jerseys, they're just wearing them out like it's like Joe Blow. So I, it's, it's like, yeah, when, when you're when you're fighting in the face of the logic of that guy who we saw outside of the Cubs game, you are on the wrong side of uh, the, the equation. Is Aramisio still on the Cubs? I feel like I haven't heard his name in a while. Yeah, yeah, he um, I think he like broke a, his hand or broke a bone in his hand or something he, okay. he ended up going on the dl so um yeah he uh i he would still be playing especially with hayward on the dl like they i mean they're they're fucking trotting trace thompson out every game now. i think he hit a three-run homer last night he did he did he's hit a couple of homers since he started playing with the cubs like uh if that guy plays himself into a into a, a role next year i i might just uh he I might become know, a white Sox fan yeah right no exactly i might choke myself with a spicy ditka polish <laughs> i don't know but but yeah so i i don't know it's 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 a real like limping into like across the finish line for the cubs here who, who is that gm brony guy that they had at second base <laughs> he's a jim he's a jabroni i, I was um, gonna say he, his name looks like jabroni yeah um he's been in the minors he's been in the system for for the cubs for several years um uh i don't like the Cubs have a lot of these guys who like are very fringy, who like um, you know are like f- like four A guys, mm-hmm. you know, like who who like seem to max out minor leagues, but probably don't belong on a major league roster, and that's why they're all playing this year. Um, but like, yeah, they've they've gotten rid of a couple of those guys. Like, there's a guy Jason Vossler, I think his name was mm-hmm. for the Giants, like who who came in, who debuted this year and like hit a homer or something. Like, he's another guy. Um, Bodie was kind of one of those guys, but he actually was the one guy who like broke through. Um, and and honestly, that guy should not be in the major leagues either. He's just talk about a fucking guy who's living off of the fame of one one homer. Um, but uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, he's just one of those guys, just like a longtime Cubs system guy who like you know. I'm glad he got into some official games and got a hit for the Cubs, but. I don't know if he has a future in the majors per se. Ah, sure. So he's like that. Is that Mike Orf? Who, whoever the hell that was for the Brewers? Oh, you remember the guy? I'm to, Nate, what, what was it? Nate Orf? Nate Orf. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. Yeah. This guy like yeah. that. Um, very good. Yeah. Jim Brony's like a he's like a micro guy too. He's like five eight or something. So he's real. He's real short. Yeah. He looked. He got. I saw his first hit and like he's one of those guys who like looks shorter than the bat. Like, <laughs> there's there's these guys who like they look like their bat is bigger than them because they're just like kind of small and like the bat is normal size but um <clears throat> yeah i don't know uh, i'm glad he got a hit i guess yeah I good good for him the uh so so the the white Sox had added some seats right to the uh right next to the the home dugout um behind uh both, behind both home sides. plate yeah yeah oh is it both sides did they add yeah, them to both were, sides there were some on the visitor side too, oh, okay yeah. yeah i hadn't noticed those so they're they're like the vip seats so if you've ever been to a cubs game they're like the seats that like john cusack would sit in during a playoff game just so they can they can show you that some celebrities and famous people are interested in like the the home team so i i'm i'm curious as to who is going to be sitting in those seats during the playoffs 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, again, I don't know. I don't even know. Maybe Chance. Who, I bet Chance the Rapper will be there. I'm trying to think of celebrities who are White Sox fans. Maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think you might have said, like, Mayor Daly. Like, I don't know. I don't know how... how I, by, by accident. <laughs> I, meant, I meant Mayor Lightfoot. Oh, okay, got you. Well, I could see... Um, I don't know if Lori Lightfoot is a Sox fan or a Cubs fan, but, like... Obama, was, Obama's a Sox fan, supposedly, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, that would be about the coolest yep. <laughs> like, person they could get, I think. I'm trying to think of who else is a friggin' Sox fan. Steve Dahl, um, local Chicago radio guy. But, like, yeah, it's like they, they these are, like, temporary seats, which they'll probably make permanent for next year. But, like, they they were just – they're kind of just, like, constructed up and out, like, on the field. This is the first time we noticed them. Um, cause like, yeah, it's weird. They look like hockey bench seats. Like they have like plexiglass in front of them and, um, they're direct. They're on the dirt. I'm like, did they even put like a ground there or, or is your feet like stand? Like do your feet look like rest on the warning track or something? It's, it's weird. Um, so I, I'm sure they're, they're just trying to squeeze out as many seats as possible, um, for the playoffs. Uh, Jack, I, you know, we, we, we were, we were thinking about like how could we possibly get into a world or to a playoff game for like under like a hundred bucks. Um, I don't know if that's going to be possible, but Jack, I did see um, if you go on Ticketmaster, there's still tickets available for ALCS game four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you really want to like, you know, roll the dice that, that the Sox will make it that far and go seven games. Um, of course, I guess if they have home field advantage, that would, that would be game six. Um, but if they have if the, or no if if they don't have home field advantage it would be game six but if it's um they have home field advantage that's uh or it would be game five whatever if they have home field advantage it would be game seven so you're kind of betting on the world the ALCS to go seven games which would be amazing but like what happens if you buy the tickets and they don't make it the, you get refunded okay you get refunded so it's not the end of the world but um what are yeah. the tickets like what's face value they're like 170 bucks and they're Oof. like out in the bleachers God that's um, that's a so. lot. It's steep, um, but uh, but for ALCS, I guess you know you can kind yeah. of do that. But I don't know. But yeah, I don't. I don't think that's that. We're not. You know, we we haven't moved to a subscription based model yet. Uh, <laughs> we do, and uh, we'll definitely pick those tickets. Up, but but yeah. So uh, anyway, so yeah, the game game uh, happens here. Um, it was Pride Night. There was a lot of pregame festivities. There was like um, someone singing the the national anthem. Uh, there was a guy like a. a I don't know, like a LGBT rights, like, like uh, pundit. I don't know what the right word is, but um, just someone who like lobbied for like LGBT rights throughout the first pitch. Um, there was a drag queen who threw out the first, who threw out another first pitch, um, who was like from like RuPaul's Drag Race or something. Yeah, was it was it uh, Shay Coulee? Shay Coulee, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, first of all, we were speculating as to like what the players thought about all of this because. Many baseball yeah. players are are very conservative, um, yeah. and you know maybe don't have the most progressive uh, ideas about things. But uh, yeah, so Shake Sox fans too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To say to say nothing of that. So uh, yeah, I I have never watched RuPaul's Drag Race, but uh, yeah, Shay Coulee comes out, um, you know, dressed like you know. I mean, uh, like RuPaul-ish, like, yeah. like very like tall, slender, high, super crazy high heels, like crazy, like done up hair, like really heavy eye makeup. The full, the full garb, 
Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, uh, she goes out to the mound. And then the person behind me and behind behind us, um, it was like this couple. And the woman goes, is that a man? Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear her say that? I did not hear she that. She asked no, it no, like no. twice. She's like, "Oh, is that a man?" It's like I wanted to turn around and be like, "Hey, this is 2021. Like, you can't say that." <laughs> yeah, right. Um, interesting. Well, no, I I did hear. I heard someone say, "Oh, is she gonna?" Like, when she was throwing up the first pitch, I heard them say, "Oh, is she gonna make it?" And then like, then I was ex- I was imagining them finding out that it was like a drag queen and being like, Oh my God, I can't believe, you know, I thought that was a, a woman or something, but like, yeah, I don't, I, that, that, but that was essentially the same kind of comment I thought I was going to hear. That's, 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 you know, I don't know. <laughs> was, was Gary Chichester, was he, the, was he the person who took like 10 minutes to throw out his first pitch? Yeah. Yeah. So that guy, I, oh I mean, he was like an advocate for the LGBT community, like in Chicago um, which is great, but he like took like he was like maybe a little bit of an older guy like, uh, and, and like just yes took a very long time to get out to the to the to the uh, to the mound to throw out that first pitch. It seemed like forever. Who and so the White Sox. Uh, we'll get to the music in a second. Um, but the White Sox had uh, uh, another adult say yep. play ball. This guy's an name was man. An, yeah. an adult man. It's always an adult man who who looks like a loser. Um, I don't I don't want to put labels on people, but it's always some guy that you're just like would feel sorry for. Um, yeah. So I hope I never find myself in the position of saying play ball because that, that's going to say a lot about you know how people perceive me. But um, yeah, so he said play ball. His name was Philip Librand. Was he a professional gamer, Jeremy? He wasn't, but he looked like he was. He looked like a guy <laughs> who like just like like a professional video gamer or something, or maybe not even professional, but just like a guy, like he looked like a gamer guy, like who like knows the difference between like all the Mario brothers and all the, you know, resident evil games or whatever. Um, maybe has a Twitch stream going, but, um, but yeah, like just, I mean, that's, you know, I feel like we've taken pot shots, at a lot of different professions. <laughs> we haven't done, we haven't really touched on professional gamer yet. So I figured, this guy did look like kind of like a, a video game guy. So he kind of looked like comic book guy with like shorter hair, maybe. And right. A little less, a little, little slimmer, but, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so while all these pregame festivities are going on, they, they started playing Vogue by Madonna and like, and throughout the whole game, they, you know, it was pride night. And I mean, I don't know how better, I don't know the best way to put this all, but like, it just, it seemed like very stereo, very stereotypical music that that they were playing all night, and I don't know. I, I'm not the the arbiter to to say this or not. If it was like, if it seemed like pandering or it was like appreciated, but like, it seemed all very like on the nose and very obvious. Like there was yeah. a lot of Madonna, a lot of Lady Gaga. There was Elton John. There was some Prince. Yeah, Prince. Um. So like, yeah, I don't know. It seemed almost like, it almost seemed like which is probably a 100% true. It, it was like, what kind of music would, would people at pride night like to hear? Like, it's like, okay, Madonna, or like they Googled it. Well, I, I was going to say it was like, it was like they Googled what kind of music do gay people listen to. And then like, you know how, when you Google something, there's like that box of text from like the, uh, the most relevant search before you even click on a link. It's like, they just read the first couple things in that box of text without diving any further. And they were like, okay, we're good. 
Um, right, right, right. Yeah, because it was so it was so on the nose of what you would think like uh, the music musical taste would be that um, that it, it it almost seemed like it would have been offensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was so like yeah, pandering that it was offensive, like in, in a way. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, listen, I like f- the song "Philadelphia Freedom," but you've like, done it for karaoke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I, I, I would have felt like I'm like, is this offensive? Is this like too surface level? But whatever. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, um, so there's that. Um, as the game progressed. Um, there was, uh, you know, a couple of things here or there, like always. Um, one thing, Jack, I, I know you didn't hear this. Yeah. Um, it was to my left. Uh, there was a raffle ticket lady going around um, selling, you know, like 50-50 raffle, like whatever, split the pot. And um, there were these two kind of like guys in their 20s, like next to us, um, like a, a row in front of us. And uh, they looked like frat guys or whatever. Um, but they were like. Or just like just a couple of bike boneheads, and um, they uh, the they stopped the woman for raffle tickets, and I heard the guy say, and this woman was just like, okay, here, like she was like, there's some kind of like characters sometimes, you know, who like sell the raffle tickets or like right. they'll do like a sign spin or like this woman like stomps her feet and stuff. Like this lady just seemed like completely straightforward, no real personality, no like outward sense of humor, like wasn't really stumping for for people to buy these raffle tickets, just totally going through the, the motions. And um, they stop her to buy some raffle tickets. And the guy says, says to the woman, he's like, if he doesn't share with me, I'm going to kill him. Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it was like, he was trying to be funny, but like the lady was like, it was complete. Like, like there was no uh, window to say that kind of comment. <laughs> and, uh, and the woman was like, okay, well, 20 tickets uh, or $10 or whatever. And like, it was just, it, it was, it went completely over like a lead balloon. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's like these guys, like I'm, you know, whatever they, they were trying to like yuck each other up, but like this lady was like not having it. So, but he said it like, he said it pretty aggressively. He's like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. And almost, you ever see the movie dog day afternoon, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like when, uh, how do you say it? John Cazale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when John Cazale says to Al Pacino, he's like, "Hey, Sonny, you said if we didn't get away, we were gonna kill, we were gonna kill ourselves." You know, <laughs> it almost, it almost kind of yeah. seems like that. It, it, it's not said in, in uh, like a comedic way in that movie, but it seems like it went over about as well. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's funny. Um, and then Pacino just had to be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's right." Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 Sal. That is what we said. I love that fucking movie. It's one of my. <laughs> One of my favorites. Yeah, Pacino has this line in that movie where the bank manager says to him, he's like, you seem to know a lot about banks. And Pacino goes, yeah, I know a lot about a lot of things. Like, that's just a, <laughs> that's a fucking great movie, man. Great movie. Um, okay, so yeah, we had to move twice, annoyingly. Um, the first time was there was this couple that sat down in front of us. Um, there was nobody sitting in the row in front of us. And then they... Uh, they sit down like directly in front of directly us. in front of us like they and so yeah they sit right in front of us so they uh you know they were uh uh like larger sized people both in height and um and weight as well so it was like they were kind of just blocking our our view specifically jeremy's yeah. um because jeremy and i had a buffer seat between us like we do so then jeremy's like you want to move over like a little bit so we did we moved over about five or six seats not to the entire entire end of the row but Mm -hmm. but you know close enough 
So then, uh, you know, those people get up or whatever um, to go, like, get food because they got food, like, six or seven different times throughout the game. And so, like, the next time they come back, even though we had moved, they sat in our row and the woman sat right next to me, literally right next to me, no buffer seat or anything. There was nobody around us. There was nobody in the section. They could have yeah. sat anywhere they wanted. There was literally not a single person in the three rows in front of us. Um, and she sat right next to me. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's got to be uncomfortable for her, too. If you had yeah. your choice, why would you sit directly? Why would you sit right next to somebody? Because now we're both, we're both squished, squished in and you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it it's true. It, it made no sense. And like the fact that they were in the wrong row, it's almost like she thought like, hey, what the hell? This guy went sat right next to my seat. Well, I'm going to show him a lesson. I'll sit in my seat and then he'll have to move. But it's like you were in the wrong row. And, and Jack, I was thinking about it afterwards. Th those were the same people, right? Like the people who sat in front yeah. of oh, us. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The same people. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. And yeah, I mean, like, I don't get and it, it, it. Listen, guys, it was one of those things where it's like even though they were and this is probably why they were like you know like uh checking everyone's tickets like the freaking gestapo or something <laughs> uh to get into the first uh for the 100 section it's like there was a lot of room to move around there was no one like in our row like for like you know for most of the game um there were also people just coming and going like as they pleased it's like there was no it's one of those situations where there's no reason to sit directly next to somebody because you could space out two or three seats away from them. And she said, it's like, I don't know. I don't understand what it was because it's like it's not like she was like, I don't get it because they were in the wrong row. It's like I don't they were in the wrong row. They th I think they I don't know if they thought that they were sitting in their seats, their correct seats but they were in the wrong row and then it was right back. It, it, it just blew my mind for so many different reasons. It was, it was mind boggling. Yeah. So then we right, right. Like not two minutes after she sat down, I was like, all right, we got to move again. So we, you know, we <laughs> yeah. got, we got 86 all the way to the very end of the row. Um, yeah. which, as, as, Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say that would present its own set of problems a little bit later, but it, it would, as we were, even as we were moving, like the people who were behind us, I think maybe the like, is that a man? <laughs> yeah. People, um, they, I think they noticed that we moved once already because we were directly in front of them. Mm -hmm. So then when we moved, I think they probably noticed and then they saw us move again. And I, I was, I looked, I kind of looked at them when we moved and like, they were kind of like laughing like, Oh, these guys are moving again. It's like, <laughs> Fucking fuck you. Like, you know, like there was no reason, like we're, we're getting like bounced around here and, and yes, granted these aren't our seats, but it's like, there's, there's room enough for everyone to sit comfortably, and these people chose to sit, sit directly next to Jack. It was just like, what the hell? Yeah. We, and what the hell's we, going on here? We weren't exactly good sports about having to move that second time. Um, no. I'm sure I'm sure our body language and, like, head shakes were probably also enough to make them laugh. So Yeah, it, right. <laughs> it, just, it, was, it just was absurd. And, like, um, yeah, I have, like, my keys in one cup holder. I have my phone in another cup holder. I got my clipboard, got my scorecard i think i had like a bottle of, of soda at that at point and so it was just a pain in the ass to move twice um so so yeah so whatever but uh well uh yeah we ended up getting sandwiched between another couple of shitty people uh around oh, about yeah. the fourth or fifth inning um these three women and this guy four, sat down was it four women i think it was four women yeah okay yeah well so they they sat down um behind Directly. us Directly behind direct, us. Directly behind us. Again, just directly behind us when there were plenty of open seats everywhere. 
And they proceeded to, just like at the Cubs game, so this was like shades of, of the Cubs game we had been to, oh, yeah, the Bleachers game. game a week before, where Jeremy and I were trying to just talk to each other about something in reasonable, uh, at a reasonable volume. Yeah. And then just all of a sudden, throughout the conversation, we realized that we couldn't hear each other because these, these women were just talking at the top of their uh, ability. Yeah, they were just screaming over each other, just yelling over each other one after the other, and like, it was it was just friggin' like, um, just brain like jarring, like it it just like you couldn't like, it, their their voices would get in your head and, and r- rattle around like 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 something like in a in a video game or something like it was just it 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 was incense it was incensing and like they would like lean over each other because it was four of them sitting like four wide so like the one on the end would lean over to say something to yell something to the person on the right thus then like getting closer to the back of our heads and yelling and it was it was insane like we couldn't we couldn't have a conversation sitting next to each other because these people were being so loud and it was just it was super annoying um and yeah it's like no one why why of all the places did you stop to to sit behind us um and yeah i don't know i think i'm trying to think if they even I don't even remember anything specific that they said. Um, I actually think that they actually, I actually Jack. The one thing that I did hear them say is like, I did hear them criticize the music actually. Oh really? Yeah. They're like, when I come to, like, it's like, I'm expecting like, and they were, they were, they were saying like, I was expecting to hear like this and this and like, um, like certainly I don't, I don't even remember what exactly what she said, but like, they were like, they were disappointed with the music choice. Um, it's like, it wasn't dancey enough for them or something. So, um, yeah, but, uh, just, just fucking like just hellish. And the one thing I think that we've learned in this podcast, or at least at, at White Sox games is okay. So like, and, and this is, this doesn't make it any better, but it's, at least it's something to kind of cling to. Cause like, it was almost to the point where we were going to move again. Oh like, yeah. Like, it's like, like, cause yeah, it just, we couldn't do the whole game like that. And like, I don't even know, like if you're within your boundaries to like turn around. I mean, if you were even that kind of person who would do that to turn around and be like, Hey, could you guys keep it down a little bit? Like, um, but with, with these situations, what happens is these people are like just fucking drifters. They just come through town and then they, they, they pass off the next day. And so like they were there for like an inning and then they were gone forever. Yep. Yeah. That, you're right, Jeremy. You can, you can cling to that. You, it's a certain type of person where you'll be like, all right, there's no way these people are going to make it more than a couple of innings. Because, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a very... When, if, when you're sitting in those seats in the lower deck, uh, like right at the very back of the, uh, you know, the, the last few rows of the lower deck, it's a very transient crowd. Um, <laughs> yeah. You just People just come and go uh, randomly. And we've, you know, we've been to enough White Sox games now to know this. So I knew those people right away. I knew they weren't going to last more than a couple of innings, but... Yeah, man. For for those couple of innings, they were there. They were there maybe one or two innings. It was it was very invasive. And when they left, and there was no more cacophony, it was like a, just a dark cloud had been had been lifted from over us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a you could take a breath of like, oh god, finally I can hear myself think. Um, I did, you know, I was worried about them possibly coming back, even though the odds are that they wouldn't. And Jack, I um, do you remember what I suggested I do? Oh wait, away. what no, no, I don't. I said that I feel like throwing up on their seats. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. 
Just a call back to the the Beloit South Bend Cubs game, um, where a kid threw up on the in the seats. Like I was like, just then I would be a perfect time for someone to barf all over these seats to <laughs> ensure that these people don't come back. Because I would maybe rather smell the vomit than have these people sitting behind me. That's how uh, annoying they were. Um, one thing that's funny that did happen while they were uh, in front of us, kind of right at, around the moment where we realized that these people sucked, uh, was. Um, there was two people sitting in front of us. Again, more transient people who just like kind of passed through. It was an older woman, okay, like in her probably like mid to late fifties, maybe. Sure. And like a younger guy, probably in his early twenties, I would say. I don't know if this was his mom, if this was a mother son sort of thing. I couldn't. Anything else would be weird. Although, what what transpired was even weirder. Um, <laughs> The guy, and this has happened before at a game, not to this extent, but, um, and I have to imagine this is like a, a thing like that's, uh, it's like a, a, a cautionary tale in the 21st century, but like a guy like pulled something up on his phone and showed it to this woman and it was a, the picture, it was a picture. Uh, I think it was from Instagram and the picture was of a guy, um, in like these like fucking like banana hammock type underwear. <laughs> Um, and just like, it, like showing off, like just a big fucking bulge like, <laughs> like in his crotch. And he had like one foot up on the counter. Like it, it looked like it was in like the bathroom or the locker room of a gym. And he had it one foot up on the counter and it was just, he was pretty much just like shoving his like package into the, like, like he was highlighting his package, like with the, with his photo. And he posted that on his Instagram. And then the kid was showing it to this w- older woman next to him who, presumably by all indications would be his mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, luckily I got to nudge Jack so he could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, Jeremy, like you said, that is a cautionary tale, man. You gotta be, you gotta be careful what you look at on your phone. Cause you never know if, you know, the people behind you are going to be looking. And they also have a podcast. Where they <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, no. So like, uh, it was an, it was an odd situation. We saw one guy like I remember at a game a couple of years ago. He had like a weird picture on his phone that he wasn't showing anyone, but it was just like some he followed some kind of like lingerie or some porn star or something, and it, it was kind of weird. It kept popping up on his phone. Um, of course, we saw the guy at the game earlier this year in the Cubs game with the Fukudome. <laughs> yeah, who was definitely picture. trying to Photoshop Fukudome's head on on somebody else's body. Yes, with racial motives, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy with the fucking Jack. Did you get a good look at the two those two people? Yes. Uh, the the impression that I got was that it was they were friends. Okay. Um, okay. you know, maybe they met at like a a bar or something like that. Sure. And just, you know, uh, M- maybe like, work friends even, but work like... friends or like fellow barflies who just like hang out at the same place and decided to go to this game. Yeah. Um, it was but, definitely though the guy was showing her the picture and be like, yeah, what do you think of this, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it was he was like trying to get her opinion yeah. on this guy's guy in his package, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, so yeah, I guess this is a perfect time to to mention that I got a churro. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's just How chronological. It? It's just chronological in the notes. Um, nothing compared to what the guy might have been hiding under that. but um yeah i got a churro uh i i went with my wife to a game a couple like last month and uh had planned on getting a churro and then when i went out in like the seventh inning the stand was fucking shut down like a 
like a CD store or something or like a, a record store, like in the year 2021. Um, but uh, close for business. Um, so I, 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 I like I jumped on the opportunity to get a churro, even though, like I said, prior to the game, I was not hungry anymore. Um, I did. I did eventually get up and, and get my own Ditka Polish. Um, but, uh, so I got the churro. It was, uh, it was all right. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the, it wasn't the freshest churro I ever had. Um, but it was fine. Um, you can't really get churros and it's not like you can go to like Seven Eleven and get a churro or something. So, right. You know, you kind of take, it's like carnival, great America or <laughs> Sox game. Um, those are the places where you can get churros. And so I'll, I'll take what I could get. I got a chocolate one. It was okay. Nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, so then I guess um, we can skip to this, Jack. Um, so, again, and just to kind of, like, just round out the kind of, like, kind of gross experience that we had, like, there, this this other, these two other people came and sat directly in front of us, and I don't remember if they overlapped with the loud people behind us or not, or did they, if they, maybe they showed up. I actually think they showed up maybe, like, an inning or two after the loud people left. Uh, yes, so what, what happened, Jeremy, was that they were originally sitting in the row in front of us, but all the way to the right. Yeah. And then some, some like, teenagers, like, a group of, like, six or eight teenagers or, like, early college-aged kids came and sat in front of them. And, like, oh. these were just, you know, these these kids oh, kind of, yeah. they kind of sucked, but they were, they were just, like, normal-looking, you know, teenagers having fun at a baseball game. And I think that they were just, the conversation and, like, the, their general uh, aura was just too normal for these two, we call them the smelly, smelly people. And they were, it was just too, it was like too normal, too much normal for them. Um, so they, they moved over to our side of the row, um, and sat directly in front of us. And I had noticed them before because they were, um, you know, they, they had this Jeremy, you, so it was a mom and presumably her like 19 year old ish son. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, like you said, Jeremy with the mom, like she gave off like Carrie's mom, type of vibes but yeah. a reference i think you should leave again but at the there's the at the end of the haunted house sketch there's a like tim robinson goes into a car and like it's his mom but she's got like a bunch of religious trinkets and she's like did you make any friends so it's like that it, i imagine it being that kind of a house where it's got that old people smell and just like millions of religious you know knickknacks on on <laughs> on all the walls um mm. And, you know, you feel sorry for the, the kid because he was like this this 19-year-old kid. He was like kind of, you know, he had real long, greasy hair. Um, and it's like, you know, I feel sorry for him but because that, you know, he's prob- that was how he was raised. What chance did the kid have? But still, there they were. Um, and they smelled, Jeremy. They really they really smelled. Uh, man, it's I mean, it's just, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe sometimes people maybe don't have control over that sort of thing. And like, you, you, you don't want to like, uh, you know, crucify them for that. But like, it was just, it, it, it was just, it, it elicited a like physical reaction in me that it was just, it was, it was kind of making me feel un like unwell to, to smell them. It, it smelled like bad breath, but then also just like, maybe like dirty clothes or their hair looked kind of dirty. I don't know. It was like, it was just a bummer, like to be sitting directly behind them. And I was already kind of feeling a little stuffed and like, it just like, it it was, it just, it clinched the whole like kind of just gross feeling I had 
about this whole game, really. I just, yeah. I felt gross afterwards. Yeah, I no, for sure. Um, so, yeah, it was not good. And they, they, I got the vibe from them that they were going to stay for the whole game. Um, and they did sure enough they stayed they stayed till the last pitch Jeremy I saw we we had a note in here about Paco Martin for the White Sox so that was a funny one we let's let's touch on it briefly because I did just I just did just google this okay um so we both agreed they they put up some stat about Paco Martin like he led the White Sox in whatever in 1993 or something um and so both of us were like you know we have no yeah. recollection of Paco Martin, but I just Googled him, and it was Naberto Martin. Yeah, right. I, rem- I remember Naberto Martin. So do I. So do I. Yeah. but he never he never went by Paco. Not no no one no. I lived you, in Chicago. I watched. I like. I was around Sox games. I never heard fucking Paco Martin, but I no. definitely heard Norberto Martin. Yeah, you can't you can't change a guy's name after his career is over. Oh man, what? Is, yeah, okay. This is okay. Well, good. I'm glad we talked about this. But yeah, that's what. God damn it, fucking White Sox, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of course, Nor Norberto Martin, like Paco. I was like, who the? Because it was like Paco. And on this date in White Sox history, Paco Martin got a like you know bases clearing triple to to win the game for the Sox or something like that. And I'm like, I never heard of this fucking Paco Martin. <laughs> yeah. I was even I was saying Paco Martin yeah. at that point and like but but now it's Norberto Martin so yeah another one of these stupid White Sox video game board or video board things I don't know man there you go well uh, so during at some point might have been about the seventh inning um, we just we I wasn't looking over at him at the time but you could hear him scream it uh, this guy walking up the aisle just yells out damn that's some booty huh. <laughs> and like we looked over and it's like this 45 50 year old uh just dude he looked like your typical lug. But he was a big lug he looked like a meatball bears fan like definitely yeah. just a, a guy who would be a at like a bears game just a total like meatball fan he yelled yeah. it out and and like you know he was like an old white guy and like it was it was a strange choice of words for a gentleman like that to use uh you know um just using the word booty like he didn't look like the kind of guy who would use that word and uh like what what was he yelling it about too was he yelling it about the woman who was like in front of him i didn't see a woman in front of him so i I don't know it was just a very crass thing to to yell out yes uh a cancelable offense (laughs) to to, to yell that out i mean for god's sakes it's like you know you nudge your buddy and you say that but like to yell it out loud at the top of your lungs while walking up the stadium like the aisle of a stadium And, and granted it's a Sox game, so there's not forty thousand people there, but still twenty three thousand. You can't yell that in front of people. So, um, yeah, that was uh, an odd moment, of course. Um, and and yeah, these next couple notes just like it just shows how like the the game has just devolved into chaos at this point. The next thing, the next note that I have, I don't know how to properly phrase this one, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, they showed the video board again, of, like that they do, like they show people dancing or whatever. They play a song, people dance, whatever, and it's like. Like an old lady or a dad holding up the a baby, like shaking the baby around. Um, and, but every once in a while, you get something like Jack. What was it a couple of years ago? Uh, it was it was the guy who made the jerk off gesture with his hand. Yeah. Well, every every uh, gender you know deserves a turn. Uh, and so this <laughs> this this situation was there was uh, one like girl like in her probably twenties, like earlier earlier twenties, I would say probably early yeah. to mid twenties standing up and dancing and they're playing some song, whatever. 
And um, I guess I I guess in the spirit of Pride Night, she um, held her her fingers up to her first two fingers um, in a uh, vertical uh, V shaped <laughs> um, uh, style, held them up to her uh, mouth and, and stuck her tongue out and began flicking her tongue and uh, doing that classic uh, motion that we, um, you know, we've seen in movies like there's something about Mary and things like that. Um, so she did that on the video board in front of, like I said, 23,000 people, uh, at least announced attendance. And um, yeah, just did that. There's kids in the stands. There's fucking Carrie's mom in the stands, uh, all kinds of people. Um, and she did that on the video board. And uh, what's to, to add top, because if, if, if you didn't think you could top that, then uh, a, the, the girl that she was with, who's about her same age, reached up and grabbed her breast, her, her, her right breast um, on the video board. So yep. all of that was captured on the video board. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, going, we've said this before on the podcast, but going to a White Sox game really is like attending a game in the 70s or 80s. Um, <laughs> yeah. just and Anything goes. Like, you know, yeah. even, even the uh, public address announcer before the game was like, all right, welcome, ladies, gen- ladies and gentlemen, and White Sox fans. And like, hey, this is this is uh, Pride Night here. Like, we, we might want to be a little more inclusive to, uh, you know, to everybody and he- here in the year twenty twenty one with the pronouns and and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I'm not the most woke guy in the world, but like, you know, I think uh, on a large scale like this, where we're talking to twenty plus thousand people, especially on Pride Night, we maybe shouldn't be using language like that. A little allow for some non-binary. <laughs> identifying people i would yes say. yeah um, um for sure so yeah it was it was a mess jeremy uh like you said it was just kind of it was kind of a gross game um you know you kind of felt like you needed a shower after it or yeah. something but uh yeah it truly is a like going to a game in the 70s or 80s just a lot of empty seats maybe 15 or twenty thousand people there and just people doing kind of whatever um yeah for sure and i guess i you know and you know, the Sox are going to the playoffs. They are going to be winners of, they are the winners of the AL central and to have like that, you know, low of a turnout. I'll, the only slack I'll cut them is that they had already clinched at that point. So, but they're still fighting for home field advantage. They still are as of right now too, I believe. Um, so, um, so yeah, I don't know. It was kind of goofy. I'll, I'll end it on this note, Jack, like as far as the fans go, um, is that, uh, you know, we, we did have those two kind of crass moments. Uh, there was kind of like a goofy moment to, to end things. They, at, at some point in the game, they showed the dance cam. I don't know if you saw this guy, Jack, but did you see the guy dancing who had the Jaws t-shirt on? No, I didn't see that. All right, so there was a guy dancing. They showed random people, and there was one guy who stood up and was dancing, and he had a Jaws t-shirt on. Mm-hmm. This is kind of kind of dorky, whatever. Like, it's it you know, it's a great movie, but it's kind of funny to just have a big jaws t-shirt on sure and so so and you know if you're just wearing it whatever but like this guy he saw that he was on camera at this point and he kind of he had like a hoodie on and he kind of like opened his hoodie up and showed off his jaws shirt and was like kind of <laughs> holding it up like he was like you know on duke basketball or something sure in the final four and he's holding up his jaws shirt. he's like yeah jaws and then he starts doing like he he does the hands the like the the mount the arm where he puts his arms out and makes it into like shark jaws and he starts doing like this jaws dance and i'm like this guy is like all about jaws <laughs> <laughs> but uh that was a nice thing to kind of cleanse the palate i guess at the end of the season so maybe we can go out on that note uh, for like white Sox fans but yeah so there was jaws man <laughs> um but yeah so that was that was kind of funny um 
I did. This didn't even happen at the end of the game. Like, I don't know. Jack, you actually, I don't know if you had, did you have any run-ins in the bathroom? No, I had none. No, no. Okay, well, I had one. This was not at the end of the game. I, I had to go, like, I couldn't hold it. I, I actually went in, like, the bottom of the eighth or something, um, which was surprising. Uh, I, I, if I realized, I think I didn't even realize that it was, like, you know, there's only one half inning left or else I maybe would have tried to hold it. But I ran to the bathroom really quick. Um, was washing my hands after peeing and some guy comes up to the, like to the, the sink next to me. And, um, just like a guy in his early twenties or whatever, just some goofball. And, uh, he's just at the, the sink washing his hands. No one's looking at him, but he knows that I'm next to him and he goes, white socks in the playoffs, baby. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, and then like. You know, and it was one of those things where I like looked like I turned my head to him like, you know, five degrees and he like he pinpointed on it right away. He's like, oh, I got one. You know, he like he had me on the hook. <laughs> and so like he's like, all right, I'm going to engage with this guy. He's like, yeah, White Sox playoffs, baby. And he's like, who's your favorite player? And I had my mask on because, <laughs> you know, I'm like men's room. First of all, hey, fucking I'll wear a mask in the men's room for the rest of my life. So I, to cut down some of inhaling some of those like particles that are floating in the air, like definitely COVID or not, I'm all, I'm all about that. So I had my mask on and so I couldn't really be like expressive to him or whatever. Um, so, <laughs> so he's like, shit, I only wrote down like what he wrote. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it. So, so he's like, Hey, who's your favorite player? <laughs> it's like, this guy's really starved for conversation, but he goes, who's your favorite player? And I'm, I'm like, uh, and I thought about it cause I'm, I'm not a Sox fan. So I had to right. really think about who my favorite Sox player was. And I'm like, uh, Luis Robert. And, uh, and he's like, who a pitcher? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Luis Robert. He's like, Oh, Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's good. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to really blow up next year. And, um, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's good all by himself. You know, he doesn't even need any help. He's, he's good. I'm like, yeah, that's right. And, uh, he's like, and then we, at this point we had like dried our hands and walked over to the garbage can. And, uh, I was oh, just God. like, yep. Okay. All right. And he's like, all right, man. Yeah. Like, and then we just like walked away, but it was like, this guy really just tried to reach out and have a conversation with me. And I was like, I, I gave him something, but I'm like, he had nothing else to go on other than that oh that's so. sad jeremy it's also yeah. awkward too that you guys that you had to like dry your hands next to him and stuff um, yeah yeah for sure oh that's good who i like who a pitcher yeah uh, i'm like it was very like the guy didn't hear me the guy didn't understand like who i was talking about multiple times after i said it a couple times i'm like this guy doesn't even fucking know who Luis robert is i'm like <laughs> get, get, get the fuck out of here and then like he's i still don't you know he said a generic answer like it's like when you ask someone something you don't know the answer you're like oh yeah they're great you know who's your favorite band like uh you know i like um fucking uh joe and the and the fish fish faces it's like oh yeah 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 they're good right I, yeah 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 i like them <laughs> they're really original right like yeah yeah they are okay yeah whatever it was like like i don't think this guy fucking knows who louis robert is anyway yeah he i mean it seems like he called him roberts he called him Roberts for sure, and so it's like, okay, that's great. Most people call him Luis Robert, which right? Is like, it's like they clarified that. <laughs> like, it's like he's been on the team for two years now. You should have adjusted. You should have learned how his name is said at this point. <laughs> um, so we, uh, 
to add to the grossness, we uh, had to take the red line train home, which I always I always hate doing. We both hate yeah. it after after a White Sox game. Um, so we we got we got on the first train and it was surprisingly not that crowded. But uh, these two guys got on the train at about um, you know at downtown. Maybe yeah. it was at like Harrison. And then uh, the one guy was fine, whatever. But the other guy was just like, oh, what's going on in here? Oh, is it a party? Like, what's what's going on? Because there were a lot of people on the train, and he wasn't expecting that. And yeah. then uh, he was like, oh, White Sox, huh? Um, and he was like, yeah, go Cubs. And yeah, he was like, oh, the White Sox. Like, I hate the White Sox. I, we should, this guy was very flamboyant, too. It was, it was again, fitting for, for Pride Night. Yeah. Uh, he was very, like, outspoken. And I think... You know, I think like when guys are like really loud and flamboyant like that, I feel like they can kind of they try to get they can get away with a little more or something. Maybe because people aren't going to like hold their feet to the fire or something. Um, But he did. He's like, oh, God, White Sox fans or oh, White Sox. He's like, go Cubs, go Cubs. And, um, you know, and it's like I feel like if you yell that on a crowded train of White Sox fans, like someone's going to get in your face or, or start shit or whatever. Um, but, uh, people were like, the, the people were just kind of like laughing for the most part around him. were just like laughing or whatever. And, um, I think he said something, Jack, do you remember exactly what he said? I, I forget now because this is a couple of days ago, but like, I think he said something like, oh yeah, no one cares about the socks anyway, or something like that. He might have. Do you remember what he said? No, I don't. I, I just remember like, you know, just being tired and just being kind of done with people yelling. And yeah, uh, sure. that guy just like he just he would not stop the entire yeah. time that there were people around him who might listen to him. He was funny enough, but I agree. It's like it's like, dude, you know, try me three hours ago. <laughs> like, right. It, it's like he it was it was kind of funny. He actually like kind of like he also seemed to kind of like know a little bit about sports. Like he was like, I don't know. Like he said he said like um Cause okay, so he's like he's basically like talking trash about the White Sox. He said something like, uh, "You know, no one cares about the Sox anyway, or or the Sox aren't interesting anyway." I think that's what he said. Mm-hmm. And he said the Sox aren't interesting anyway. And then one of the guys, so like he was standing next to a couple, like uh, two couples basically, like again in their early twenties, like two um, cis white males <laughs> and uh, and their girlfriends, and uh, like. You know, he was like, ah, oh, the White Sox. No, they're not interesting anyway. And the one guy, and of course, he was so like harmless. He was just being like kind of. He was just trying to be a spectacle. And either he was funny or annoying. But like, there's no real reason to take uh, to to take any aggression towards what he was saying. But this guy, this White Sox guy, to that comment, he goes like, "What makes you say that?" <laughs> About like the White Sox not being interesting. And then he said, the the guy said something like, "Oh, well, just you know." nothing ever fun happens with them or something like that. And the guy's like, Oh, okay. Okay. But like, he was, I think he was like trying to be hard with the guy because he said like the white Sox aren't interesting or something. Right. I was like, Oh man, come on, dude. Like you're, you're actually taking this guy seriously and you're getting like offended. Like just fucking chill out, dude. Um, again, with this white Sox, this everlasting chip on the white Sox shoulders. Um, but yeah, the guy was like, I don't know. He said something about, and then, so then the other guy, I think in that group said to him, he's like, Hey, well, uh, at least we can all agree we're Bears fans, right? Or <laughs> something like that, which is just the ultimate, like, cop-out, like, last-ditch olive branch. And he's like, oh, yeah, Justin Fields, Justin Fields, whatever, the, the, the guy, the, the, the loud guy. And then, like, you know, those people left and whatever, and eventually those other two guys left too. But it was like, yeah, it was like, 
it was ballsy to kind of just be loud like that, but he was, he was being funny, but it's like, it also was like enough at the, at that point. So, but that was like the last, the last kind of thing there. It was. Um, and yeah, that, 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 that it wraps up our uh, game, our game stuff for the year 2021, unless we end up going to a playoff game so that yeah. it was, uh, yeah, as you said, Jeremy, uh, it kind of sucks that that was the last game that we went to. Cause it was a shitty game. It was, I think six, one was six the one. final. And it was six nothing through the whole game. Oh yeah, that was kind of funny. They the fucking White Sox brought in Mike Wright um, to to just let the Reds put a run on the board in the ninth inning. And uh, when we were leaving, one guy did say like some older guy was standing outside of the men's room and like he was talking to his like wife or something. He's like, you see, that should have been a shutout. That guy gave up that run. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have gave up that run. And uh, again, it's funny. I mean, I actually, I actually sympathize with them because the game should have been a shutout. The the Reds did nothing. The White Sox dominated, no. and, and this this they the Sox put in a shitty pitcher to give up one run. Yeah, and, and who they who they shutout. DFA'd. Um, so the oh, the funny thing about they? yeah he he got cut, um, like the day after that happened. So it was it was funny because he he pitched two thirds of an inning and gave up two hits and gave up that run. But it was the ninth inning. So with two outs in the ninth inning and a five run lead, Tony Larusa come sulking out of the dugout um you can and you can tell by his body language that he was a little pissed too that he had to go to another pitcher um but he brought gary crochet in to get the last third of an inning but uh yeah mike wright that he would never he will never pitch again for the white Sox. probably uh <laughs> he just he, he got cut so that was how disgusted they were with him that's funny that's uh, funny well yeah well yeah so that was the end of the game uh and so jeremy what are our? Uh, we saw Gavin Sheets hit a home run, so we've seen yeah. him hit four home runs this year, which yeah, is pretty he, pretty cool. He skyrocketed to the to a tie uh, on our Rain Delay Theater stats leaderboard um, for all time uh, podcast history. Um, so him and Yoan Moncada are tied for four homers now. Um, I don't think we've seen. I don't think we saw Moncada hit a homer this season, did we? No, we we did not. Uh, did we see Abreu hit one? I this think year, Abreu, I think he hit one, but I okay. could be wrong. I okay. could be wrong. I almost want to say he hit one, maybe against the Rays or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Was he, he there's a like one, one, two, three, four, five, six way tie with with three homers. Tim Anderson hit a homer to put himself into that three way tie with with uh, three homers, but. Um, Mancada and Sheets are tied with four to, for the most homers that we've seen in person. Nice. Nice. Um, the hit leader at the end of this season is Leori Garcia, who Oof. I believe got a double in this game. Is Let that me right? see. Let me see. Um, um, he got two singles. Oh, my God. He got two hits. And I, I didn't even I wouldn't have known that if you held a gun to my head. You Two know. hits an RBI and a run scored. Yeah, not bad. And uh, also prefers the beach over uh, yeah, over right. the pool. He was yes. the this or that guy. Um, yeah. So Larry Garcia, how many? What are Jeremy? What are Kyle Hendricks's stats? Yeah, Kyle Hendricks's stats um, are he is four and one um, with a complete game. We've seen him start seven. Seven games. Yeah, Jesus. And he's got a three twenty eight ERA. In the history of the podcast, we've seen him start at seven games. Yes, yes. Holy shit. Um, we saw uh, Carlos Rodon started this game. Yep. And uh, he has a um, he's he, we've seen him start four games. He's got a decision in each game, so he's three and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a two oh five ERA. Nice. So him and him and Lance Lynn are um, 
really kind of close. Lynn, Lynn has a 177 ERA in the three games we've seen him pitch. How many how many innings has Hendricks pitched in those seven starts? Hendricks has pitched 46 and two thirds. Jesus, we, four, that's a lot, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, yeah, because the next um, closest I believe is Rodon with 22, so mm-hmm. less than half of that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so Hendricks is so far ahead of everybody else. What's the total? Um, Who's the at bats leader? Uh, let's see, at bats leader. Um, that would be Yoan Moncada with sixty. Abreu has fifty nine. Yeah. And Leor Garcia has uh, fifty two. That's pretty many so, at bats, man. Yeah, that is. Yeah, sixty. Um, yeah, it'd be cool. Uh, one of these days, well, yeah. I mean, that's um, that's a little under half. So um, I don't think it's it's more than one third. Uh, but but yeah, like um, we're we're starting to get a lot of these counting numbers for guys um for as far as the cubs go i don't know if i don't know the way they showed wilson Contreras looking at uh, wrigley field at the end of the last home game i'm not sure if he's going to be on be their opening day for the cubs <laughs> um so ian happ might take over the lead for a lot of these cubs statistics he's already kind of up there we've he's been he's done well um in games that we've seen him but um mm-hmm. But, yeah, we've seen uh, – let's see. So, as far as totals go, we've seen the White Sox 18 times for the podcast with a 10-8 and eight record. Okay. We've seen the Cubs 15 times with an 8-7 eight and seven record. Wow. So, it's crazy how close it is to 500. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, those those numbers will keep up. We still need to see the Orioles, Braves, Nats, Rangers, A's, and Giants. Okay. Um, so, we'll, we'll have to make a note of those for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I can only imagine that sheets will eventually take the lead in home runs. Um, unless we see someone really pop off, like, um, you know, uh, if Ian Happ has a two or three homer game, um, he could, he could jump right up there. Uh, visiting teams, uh, Alfred and, and Garver both have three homers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Scope and Josh Reddick have two homers. Okay. So I don't think uh, – I'm not sure if those guys will be playing next year. So <laughs> they, might be, they might be stuck at two. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes going forward. But that's where we're kind of at at the end of this year. Yeah, that's pretty cool, Jeremy. That's probably one of the best things that's come out of this uh, this season for us was uh, you putting those stats together. So, you know, that, that, that adds a little bit of juice when we go to games that knowing that we have all-time stats now. So that's pretty yeah. fucking good. Um, Sheets is the RBI leader. Uh, How many RBIs? How many RBIs? Ten RBIs. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's um, uh, he's good luck, yeah. man. Or we're good luck for him, I should say. Yeah, definitely. He should that de- he he should definitely sign for us because <laughs> he does well when we see him. So it's exciting. I hope he's got a spot for next year. I hope um I hope he learns the right field <laughs> and can maybe play there right a, a majority of the time. But uh, but yeah, so that's those are our stats. Um. As far as just the baseball picture goes here, we're like, um, I, this will probably end up dropping on the last day of the season. Um, so we're recording right now on Saturday. So, um, you know, this is the second to last day of the regular season. Um, you know, most of the NL is all figured out. So it's going to be um, the Giants, Brewers, Braves, and then uh, Dodgers, Cardinals for the wild card. Um, the American League wild card is still kind of being bounced around. Um, hoping the Yankees drop out of it, but uh, we'll see. Um, but uh, but yeah, the Blue Jays and Mariners are are still um, are still trying to make their case to uh, to unseed either the Red Sox or the Yankees. 
Nice. Yeah, this will be an exciting last uh, 36 hours of the regular season here. Um, yeah, the Brewers, I don't think we talked about this last week because I think it dropped um, maybe earlier after, this earlier yeah. this week after we recorded. Yeah, Devin Williams broke his hand punching a wall. So, uh, you know, so that that's great. He said he was drunk and upset. Uh, yeah, that, that's in, inexcusable. I would trade his ass, you know, after the season. <laughs> Like it's, I, I'm, you know, going to be pretty hard for me to cheer for that guy again. Like, are you kidding me? So, I guess Brad Boxberger, good old Box Bradberger, might be uh, their eighth inning guy now. Um, maybe uh, Hunter, uh, Hunter, what's his face? Oh, uh, Hunter Strickland. Yeah, Hunter Strickland. Maybe he'll be that. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, so it, it would have been nice to have Devin Williams uh, available in the playoffs if he hadn't taken himself out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, man, that's one of those things where it's like, are you going to be happy with Hunter Strickland as like helping, you know, shut things down for your team? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where they're, where they're at. So yeah, I mean, geez, man, it's, it's like, it, it really seems like the Brewers have a good shot. Now Kershaw is looking like he's not going to like, he might be done mm-hmm. here. He exited the game early yesterday, so he might be done. So like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen for the, for the Dodgers, but like, I kind of feel like the Brewers have a really good shot to make it to the World Series. Um, my pick is still alive. The, I had the Rays winning it all. I think they're looking really good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I, it would be great for the city if the Sox could make it, but I, I, they've been. I feel like they've been playing kind of rough. They've they've won five in a row recently, but they've also been playing like an eliminated Reds team and the the Tigers. So not sure not sure what's going to happen there, but. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep carrying, uh, you know, covering the the playoffs here and these upcoming episodes, and uh, we'll we'll take you through through the end of the the, the the season. All right, sounds good to me. So for Rain Delay Theater uh, for this week, I'm Jack Swakowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later.